1: Governor Stitt reviews the state budget, Chesapeake considers bankruptcy, and a popular sporting venue is taking a swing at reopening. For the Oklahoma, I'm Dave Morris. Today is Monday, May 11th. Thanks so much for listening today. Oklahoma's number of positive coronavirus cases now stands at 4,613, according to the latest numbers from the state health department. The health department reported two additional deaths on Monday, one occurring in the last 24 hours and one from Saturday, bringing the total number of deaths to 274 for the state. According to the Trump administration, nearly nine million Americans have been tested for the coronavirus. To increase the nation's testing capacity, the federal government has earmarked $1 billion for testing funds, all to be sent out to uh, all 50 states and U.S. territories.
0: I said from the beginning that the federal government would back up the states and help them build their testing capability and capacities, and that's exactly what's happened and governors have learned how to maximize these testing resources. The federal government is also supporting states with vital supplies, quick approvals of new tests, and one-on-one coaching from the team here at the White House on how to increase capacity and increase it very quickly.
1: Governor Kevin Stitt says he is still in the process of reviewing the state budget. He says he has several questions surrounding the figures. Stitt has until Wednesday evening to decide whether he will sign or veto the series of budget bills, However, during a media briefing on Monday afternoon, the governor did announce his plans for two of the financial measures.
2: I want Oklahomans to know that I am vetoing House Bill 2741 and 2742, which would rob from our Teachers' Retirement Fund, our Law Enforcement Retirement Fund, and our Firefighters' Retirement Fund. We have made great progress shoring up our retirement systems in the last few years, now is not the time to undo that progress. These bills will take tens of millions of dollars away from teachers to fund district costs. And it would bring our funding ratio back down to where it was in 2014. Rating state pension funds to balance the budget is unfortunately nothing new in this building. But just last year, the legislature was talking about how important it was to protect pensions, even during a recession. Oklahomans deserve better.
1: Chesapeake Energy Corporation says it's considering filing for bankruptcy. The company posted a net loss of more than $8 billion dollars for the first quarter of 2020. The Oklahoma's Jack Money has more on what led up to the loss and the uncertainty of the oil industry.
0: The main driver behind Chesapeake's uh, operational and financial results for this quarter was uh, a write-down um, on the on the value of the assets that, that it has um, in fields across the country. Um, at the uh, end of... Uh, 2019, it valued those assets at about $16.2 billion. Um, At the end of March in 2020, it had reduced the value of those assets to about $7.8 billion. So, you know, that was a hit of about $8.5 billion um, that had to be applied towards what it earned um, during the period and that's why its net loss was so high the company has been struggling with uh you know m- meeting the requirements that it has with its debtors uh to you know keep its ratio of debt in balance with um earnings that it was making and in this type of environment it's just, you know, really difficult for them to be able to do that. And that's why they've thrown bankruptcy out as a option um, to continue um, doing business in the future. You know, one of the things that, that makes this situation not only unpredictable for Chesapeake, but for companies across a variety of different industries, including the oil and gas industry, is that people still, you know, really don't know what the full impact of the coronavirus pandemic is going to have um, on the types of businesses that they're involved in. Um, In the case of the oil and gas industry, um, you know, if this pandemic continues to play out um, and continues to have a significant hit on global crude demand, like it's been having uh, over the past couple of months that could impact their cash flows. It could impact their financial condition. It could, you know, affect their operations because, you know, they may have a bunch of employees that, that uh, can't work either because they're sick or because they're caring for people who are sick or because, Hey, you got to shut down because of everything that's going on. And, Beyond that, we really have no clue what um, OPEC um, and Russia are going to do going forward um, related to uh, their current outputs of of, uh, crude oil. So, you know, uh, bankruptcy sounds like, you know, a really bad uh, deal, Um, but in the case of a company like Chesapeake, it has really good assets um, across a number of fields in the nation. Its biggest problem is its debt. If it were able to, you know, work out a deal with creditors through bankruptcy court to to unload a significant portion of that, um, I see no reason why the company couldn't continue on into the future.
1: Costco is negotiating a purchase contract on a space for a proposed operations center in Oklahoma City. The Oklahoman Steve Lackmire reports Costco expects to announce the location of the center. Later this month, the deal called for a $3 million incentive from the city's general obligation limited tax bond. In addition, the deal calls for Costco to employ 1,044 people with an average wage of $60,000 within three years. Oklahoma City Mayor David Holt called the jobs package one of the largest such influxes and is critical as it coincided with high unemployment caused by the pandemic. Top Golf reopened today. The sporting venue at Chisholm Creek off the Kilpatrick Turnpike and Western Avenue has been closed since mid March. Oklahoma City operation is the first location in the country to open its doors.
3: The first thing you'll notice is when you walk into Top Golf, we now have socially distanced markers throughout the venue uh, in our common spaces, in our lobby, helping guide guests in terms of where to stand uh, to make sure they're at least six feet apart from one another. The second thing you'll notice is that the Bay experience has actually been transformed. So as you can see behind me, we now have dividers to make sure that groups of six are sectioned off from one another. You know, it's interesting, the the space from one tee to the next is actually 11 feet, but just to be extra safe, we went ahead and built the dividers that are behind me. We've also retrained all of our staff on new health and safety procedures, including how to disinfect all aspects of the bay from golf clubs, golf balls, tables, chairs, in between uh, each party, so that whenever a new group comes in, uh, they have a fully disinfected bay at their fingertips.
1: Members of the Putnam City Baptist Church enjoyed an outdoor service on Sunday for the church's first lawn chair church service. The outdoor ceremony drew about 300 people. It was the first of several outdoor gatherings the church will host during the month of May. Senior Pastor Rev. Bill Holz said church leaders felt the service would allow the congregation to safely gather together for the first time in nearly two months.
2: It's been uh, at least a a new step. We didn't know how people would respond. We know a lot of people are still being cautious. We've encouraged those in the vulnerable age group of 65 and older and those who are immunocompromised to stay at home. So we knew it would be a smaller group of people who could gather, but still some who want to take those first steps of starting to re-enter. Uh, into connecting with people again. So we want to do that in a safe way. And I'm very pleased, especially with the weather and our first time. Uh, We hope it will continue to grow through the month of May. The new service
1: is part of a recent trend among houses of worship as congregations attempt to navigate restrictions and limit the spread of COVID-19. That'll do it for today. Thanks so much again for listening. You can find more stories. It's a busy news day on our website at oklahoma.com. You can subscribe to our digital services at oklahomacom slash subscribe. For producer Paige Dillard and all my colleagues at The Oklahoman, I'm Dave Morris. Have a great night, everyone.